You're listening to The Big Shiny Podcast. Check us out on iTunes, Google Play, and Stitcher. The Big Shiny Robot Podcast is brought to you by the Bohemian Brewery. This is Nick. This is Lucas. This is John. This is Tom. This is Tyson. And you're listening to The Big Shiny Podcast. If you need a spot to read your comics, you should check out Watchtower Cafe. The cool thing about Watchtower is it's more than just a coffee shop with comics. It's really a hub for the geek community in Salt Lake City to hang out. They have board games, video games, good coffee, and comic books to boot. You can check them out at 1588 South State in Salt Lake City. So tell me how you were trolling the, the Comic-Con group. Are we recording right now? Yeah, this is recording. <laughs> See, I, tried to even, I tried to give them the single like I'm like, hey. Even I'm, I caught that. And I was looking at you got to get up in the microphone. <laughs> no, I didn't. <laughs> Sorry, I'm back. Okay, so Salt Lake Comic-Con group, they had posted something about Star Wars or Jar Jar Binks? I don't remember. Jar Jar Binks. And the Love crazy them or thing. Hate them. Well, they're like, it was one woman. She's like, I don't know why everyone hates them, but I kind of like them. How do you guys feel? And then it was a bunch of people that were like, yeah, Jar Jar Binks, pretty cool. Yeah, Jar Jar Binks. I'm on board with that. And the weirdest thing, sorry to follow up, someone posted the exact same thing last week. Like, that's what drives me nuts about Salt Lake Comic Con fan page. It's like, how many times is someone going to post the same thing? Every fucking day. It's Welcome insane. To the internet. <laughs> I'm going to burn bridges. You've been, to, you've been to Salt Lake Comic Con. <laughs> they just do the same panel over and over every year. So they're going to post the same questions yeah, in the group me, over and I'll over and over. Because yeah, just... you, you did a contrary comment regardless of what was said, whether it was pro or con. Yeah, sure. then I just started having fun. I, was... You did more? But while you're pulling that up, what is your opinion on Darth Darth Binks? Oh, I love it. I yeah. think that would be the greatest I'm, thing they I ever did. I think that's did. what he was going for. I am team But Darth they're Darth. not doing it because well, that book anymore. just came out and he's like a clown. Yeah, well, no, like that was the original plan, I think. And yeah, then the, oh, it would have been. And the studio was like, mm, no. That would have been the greatest twist in all of cinema history. M. Night Shyamalan would have creamed his jeans. <laughs> <laughs> Darth, Darth Banks came out. What? And- See, so give us a rundown on what that is, Rebecca, while so, he's looking this up. So Darth Darth Binks is um, the idea that Jar Jar is actually a master Sith Lord. And he's actually the one like pulling all the strings and making things happen the way that they happen because he's like secretly a Sith Lord. He's indeed the Phantom Menace. He is indeed the Phantom Menace. And there's a ton of evidence. There is a ton of evidence. I'll have to shoot you guys the video for it because like he... He maneuvers a lot of like he maneuvers like a Jedi. And whenever he talks, he uses his hand moments. Like there's scenes where he's um like having conversations that actually influence like decisions that are made. And you can see his hand, like he talks with his hands, you know, like a Jedi master would. Oh weird. Yeah. It's yeah. it's pretty sweet. It's pretty solid. Is that the same theory where they talk about like his fighting style? Is yeah. That- oh, okay. Oh, yeah. Yep. okay. Okay, I've seen like that. Like a drunken master kind yeah. of Yeah. Yeah. That started. Mm. That started this whole thing is someone was like, I like him, and he's the only pure character in any of the movies. (laughs) And I said, her name was Brooke. And I replied with, is he Brooke? Is he? And I posted the whole link to the... the, Darth Darth Binks. Yeah, theory. she, (laughs) She replied to my post with, Sigh with like eight eyes, nine eyes, and sigh. Yeah. (laughs) 
And then I just started running with it. Uh, Heather Child. <laughs> I think you I think should like bleep out, out the names. Uh, nope, I'm not <laughs> dropping markers. I do know some of the people you talk to do listen to the show. Okay. Heather C. <laughs> <laughs> Fixed it. Lisa S. Oh, that's too close. L. Simpson. Yeah. <laughs> she uh, said, I just dislike that it's hard to understand him sometimes. I replied with, "What's a use of memes?" <laughs> he sounded Italian there. I'm not good at voice. What's a you a mean? I think that was my favorite of the bunch that you sent. It's then, a me, a jar jar. <laughs> this one I felt bad about. Sarah H. From Salt Lake City, Utah says. Uh, said it's okay to not like jar jar and it's okay to love him what's not okay is the bullying and gatekeeping that stems from those points of view so she gives this whole anti-bullying thing and i said pick a side sarah <laughs> <laughs> you're being a huge dick to everybody yeah god damn <laughs> yeah it was i couldn't stop all these were like over 30 seconds i just started going down i replied to almost everyone on there you were uh... like uh Matt Damon and Goodwill Hunting. He just went for it. He saw everything. Well, and just like, who takes the time to write this shit? You did. Not you me. Did. I'm talking about the original post. Like, like who, you, you spent a lot of time. You're speaking. I spent zero time. It was so natural. It just came right out. <laughs> Let the hate flow. <laughs> yes. How much um, time on any given day do you spend trolling? Never. This is the first time I've done it, and I understand why people do it. Every it now was and then. so fulfilling. I felt so good. I put on <laughs> some Boston. <laughs> I felt like Broflovsky, the dad. Like I, I was on a roll. I need a glass of wine yeah, next to you. It was, it was great. I, uh, I try very hard not to get into internet fights, but every now and then I just let one loose. And I'm like riled up for days. I'm like I got one good internet fight in. And then I retreat back into my corner of the internet. <laughs> to never fight again. To never fight again. Yeah. I mean, I almost every day just start typing something really horrible to one of the gentlemen that runs Salt Lake Comic Con. I'm like, ah, I just shouldn't do this. Like, I, I, don't don't know. I, don't, I don't know if I should do this. Right, right. What would you say? I, it depends on what he says, but basically, I, I'm not going to get in. Let's... <laughs> he's going to be professional. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. He doesn't want to burn bridges yeah. just yet. He's, a, so, he's sure he's an all right dude. So, probably not. So, last. Uh, that was my way. Like, that's okay. All right. Yeah. No one wants to be all right. Fuck, it's all right. <laughs> Whatever. What about like being left? I have some more of my muffin, John. No. God damn it. God damn it, Rebecca. <laughs> Um, last week we didn't get to talk about Guardians because we hadn't seen it yet. Oh, wait, I had more. <laughs> oh, well. Through a mouthful of muffin. Oh, no, no, All right, you've got five minutes. Give me your best. Becky. Your Becky SM. She's got a hyphenated name. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> uh, she's like, I don't like him because he's just too silly, slapstickish, and cartoonish for my taste. But also, it's just not the brand of humor I'm into. That's what Yoda was. Ring theory. Yeah. Look it up. Uh. And she goes, my sense of humor is a little darker and drier. And I said, I totally get it, Becky. 
My Jar Jar would listen to the Smiths all day, smoke cigarettes, and cut himself. <laughs> you know, just to feel something again. <laughs> she didn't reply to me. <laughs> I can't imagine why. Uh, she said her humor's darker and dry. I thought she'd be like, yeah. That's, not that like, dark. That's pretty funny. Not that dry. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So that was it. Oh, is that the... Okay. Yeah, now I'm done. You had five whole minutes. You got to fill it. Yeah. Yeah, what else you got? Be funny, John. Here, I'll pretend. I, I like Jar Jar's... E- I like Jar Jar's ears. What? Come on, you gotta reply. This is yes and. Oh, I guys, I gotta be in the right. You need some Boston. No, no. Somebody (laughs) hurry and turn Boston. (laughs) (laughs) Smoking. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so no. Yeah, Guardians. You saw Guardians. You were very excited. We didn't get to talk about it. We'll also pound on the table. No. Um, Who else saw Guardians? We've all seen it, but Nick. But he's gonna be a good sport. I'm a piece of shit. Nick's been great. This whole. No, guess what? There's nothing to spoil about this movie anyway. It's not true. I disagree a lot. I think I'm going to be fielding mostly you two arguing, and then us. Ah, we're not going to argue. We're going to debate. They're going to wrestle. No. No, I just have opinions on why I didn't like it. Not that you know, it was a fun Guardians movie. I just didn't like it. That sounded like the most unfun way to say that this was an enjoyable. You also movie. have like bad taste. So. That's pretty much no, like. Look at your you friends. motherfucker! You always ask me, uh, Rebecca. I need a new book to read. Rebecca, I need a new TV show to watch. It was Fuck all right. You. Yeah, but you think Paul well, Feig is like good at things? She... I think who? What? Hey, you heard what? me. Wait. No, no. Go continue. What I'm about just Paul Feig. I'm just like poking the bear is over here. Is it Feig? Is it Feig? Feig. 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 Feige. Like beige. It's just That's Paul F. Sometimes remember we're not I using names. I saw him in New York, and he was like, "Goddamn, Jeb, I fucking hate you, Nick." That's why I brought it up. <laughs> so Guardians. Wait, did you say Jem? Like Jem and the holograms? She thinks that he is a gem. Like she oh, saw oh, him oh, as an agent. When I was in yeah. New York, she went yeah. to yeah, watch him speak. Yeah, I did, yeah. I'm pretty envious. That sounded like well It was fun. a lot of fun. All right. I mean, Guardians. Guardians of the Galaxy. Rebecca didn't enjoy as much. What didn't you like about it? So what took you out of it? I am a continuity snob, and I like my Marvel Cinematic Universe movies to stick to the theme. And this did nothing to stick to the theme. It did. And here's why I would argue. Um, first and foremost, it levels the playing field. Peter Quill is no longer a Celestial. He would have been the kind of the deciding factor if it came head to head with Thanos. He is quite possibly the most powerful person between the Avengers. Doesn't know how to use it. But the power was there, and that's what they started hinting at this movie, and they completely stripped it of him. Oh, He's back so to human. That is my question. Why give him godlike powers and then just take it away? Well, he already had him. He held the Infinity Infinity Stone, the first Guardians. That was no. That big... was the power of love. No, that was <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> Huey Lewis in the news. <laughs> okay, so what's another reason why this is important to continuity? Um, because at the very end, you had Adam Warlock, who has the soul gem, the most powerful of Infinity Gems. Mm-hmm. They stuck with it. They're introducing Adam Warlock. In a... Okay, so I have a question. Yeah. Because, like I said, I'm a stickler for continuity. And in the comic books, Ego is not Peter Quill's dad. Mm-hmm. Why did they make that choice? I don't like it. Um. I don't know, but in the I think honestly it was just to simplify things because his father is the king of Spartax and he would have had to introduce that whole round table. 
But I think it does, like, it kind of sets it up nicely for, like, the space portion of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. There was a whole, I feel like there was a missed opportunity that they could have, like, accomplished, especially with Captain Marvel coming up. I just, I don't know. I feel like they're not diving into Eternals real heavily. Mm-hmm. They, they've they introduced a couple, but they haven't flat out called them Eternals. Because mm-hmm. we have the Collector. Um... There's one other. What am I missing? Someone. Anyone. <laughs> I, I don't even know what they are. The Eternals. I'm not God. Big Jesus. Oh, I, we haven't had one. I think Jeff Goldblum is going to be one in Thor. An Excuse Eternal. me. Yeah, I believe he is an Eternal. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, see, like, and there was a whole, like, I guess I just didn't like that this Guardians was so self-contained. I, Like I said, I want it to branch out into the rest of the cinematic universe. I don't want a one-shot movie. See, I liked that about it. Yeah, go ahead. Oh, I wasn't going to say much beyond that. I I like that the Guardians are their own thing because I've kind of gotten a little burned out with everything else being so... Because we talked a little bit about this, Rebecca, but Mm -hmm. being so tied into everything else. And like Civil War, as fun as it was, I think you'd be really lost if you didn't know who every single person was. And what their backstory was. And I like with Guardians that I can go take my folks or my brother and be like, hey, this is a fun sci-fi movie. And there's a couple nods, but like, it's just a lot of fun. Yeah, but I feel like Marvel is such a different movie entity anyway that if you go see it, like you will have seen previous Marvel movies anyway. Like they're not, they're not catering to people who are not interested. I think that up until Civil War, though, they've done a – and probably Age of Ultron, they've done a good job of you being able to jump in. So say you only like Iron Man, you can watch the Iron Man series and not get too lost or Cap was mm-hmm. the same. But the Civil War that really branched away from that. And I've appreciated with Guardians that you can I can go see it with my coworkers that don't give a shit about any other movies. Sure. I think that was part of the huge success of Guardians. It had virtually nothing to do with the Marvel Cinematic Universe, except if you stay for the post credit scene. Then it pushes it along a little bit in terms of the big picture. Mm-hmm. But it was just a fun movie. We talked about this earlier when you showed up. Is that Emily's done with all the other Marvel movies? Yeah. She's sick of it, but she still wants to see Guardians of the Galaxy because it's different. It's not just another superhero movie. Well, and like, it was fun, whatever. But I, <laughs> like, I just didn't. It suffered from sequelitis, where it's basically, hey, remember these characters? They're awesome, right? Hey, remember the music from the first movie? We did it again. You mean just bringing back all the stuff people loved yeah. and making it better? Damn them for doing it What a so terrible well. idea. <laughs> Shots fired. <over> there. <laughs> but, like, other than that, like, Danielle and I were talking about it yesterday, and, like, um, the way you described Peter Quill's character and how, you know, he made the choice to... Um, turned down like godlike power and you know mm-hmm. still remain a good guy like i didn't get that from chris pratt i got that oh he has god powers and oh suddenly he doesn't like he didn't portray it very well to me see and i was mostly bullshitting with that but as i was talking <laughs> i was like wow this sounds really good so basically yeah she was talking like rebecca was kind of complaining like oh like why give him god powers and then take him away and so I just started talking and I didn't know what was coming out. But I said something along the lines of like he had everything he wanted. Like he really he had his dad. He had his family. He had like he really was Star Lord with all of these powers. And he still turned it down and did the right thing. Yeah. Which I, I really liked. I, I really loved all of the character arcs. I think that every one of them ring as true as they could to the where they were and where they were trying to go, including 
Like I like Rocket, but he's kind of a one note kind of character in the first movie. As much as I liked him, he was he had a trouble pass. Nothing really changed. But him and Yandu's arc, I think, was my favorite of the whole movie. Oh, yeah, I only that. of the characters, I only liked them. And like I went in expecting to hate Baby Groot because I was so over him and all the marketing, but he so became cute. like my favorite part of it the movie. It was the most adorable thing I've ever seen. Like I think I laughed the hardest when he puked all over himself. Yeah, when yeah. he was just sitting there, just Blech. spit up. <laughs> this is so good. I love that they gave Nebula an actual story instead of her just being a really over dramatic yeller about everything. Like there was, I don't know. I yeah. liked getting that backstory. Ugh. Yeah, I like the. Because I kind Karen of hated Gamora. her in the first movie. Every time she was on screen, I was rolling my eyes. I was like, "We get it, Karen Gillan. You're real mad. <laughs> <laughs> you shaved your head. And you're mad." <laughs> No, I didn't. Uh... Well, I think to another point, um, this is probably the first villain since Loki that has been as charismatic that I was interested to see do things on screen. Kurt in, Russell. Yeah, Kurt Russell. I thought he was great. He's so good. I think he was a really fun, charismatic bad guy. Because the whole time you're like, something's not right. Something's not right. But I don't want to know quite yet. Because he does do that thing. Um, some villains like they, I feel like they come across as evil just for the sake of being evil. But Kurt Ronan. Russell. Um, genuinely thinks he's doing a good like he genuinely like thinks his plan is great and like you know has a purpose and not like like when will smith was talking about how hitler thought he was a good guy you know like he is doing things will smith what yeah yeah go go find this interview that will smith did and he was talking about like how even hitler like didn't think he was doing a bad thing well that's because it's all about like perception yeah yeah and that's what Kurt, Kurt Russell is like. From his perception, he is doing a good. Yeah, he's doing the the right thing in his mind. Yeah. What were some? And they things? actually developed the villain. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, Ronan. Uh, that was my least favorite part of Guardians of the Galaxy. I didn't even know why he was in the movie. Oh, yeah. Lee they Pace. Have a at the end. Yeah, there was no development whatsoever. But that's how yeah. I felt about like Guardians, like the 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 second one. What what got accomplished? I mean, it was. Peter's whole arc with his father, like learning who his father was and that he wasn't a good guy, and learning that he had this family and a father figure this whole time that he somewhat took for granted, and now his father figure sacrifices himself to save Peter. At the same time, he has to say goodbye to this father that was his biological father. Maybe a little character development. <laughs> <laughs> Friends become enemies. Enemies become enemies. <laughs> yeah, John, thanks. Do you want to hear my fan theory yes. about Kurt Russell in this movie? You've actually heard it. So I think the first part where Kurt Russell was describing how he was this consciousness just floating in the universe and he like over millions of years came together and created this planet and this person and went out looking for love. I think that's just Kurt Russell's backstory. <laughs> like in real life. I that's think how that's just how Goldie Kurt Russell Hawn. happened. Yeah. Probably. I think you're right. Somewhere in there though was the John Carpenter stuff. I think that was before the oh, love. Yeah. Right. Your old Maybe pal, was... Jack Burton. <laughs> he was testing yeah. out different Snake forms. Snake Bliskin. Yep, those guys. <laughs> that was right before the, the different forms. Yeah. Oh, I, I liked it a lot. Um, I think my favorite was Stan Lee and the Watchers. That's a great way to explain his cameos. Oh, my God. Especially Fantastic. now as he's probably getting towards the end of doing cameos, I would imagine. I and just was really clever. throwing the Watchers into the movie. Yeah, who, who would expect those to be in any cinematic <laughs> totally. movie ever? <laughs> they might yeah. show up now. I'm yeah, totally, to... the Watchers. Why don't you explain it for maybe some people who, uh, who are listening know. who don't Not know. Us. We get it. <laughs> we get it, but maybe there are some people who are listening. Oh, alien beings, huge heads, immortal, ultra-powerful, 
don't interfere just watch the universe play out they kind of like record important things as they happen wow. so big voyeurism fetish what big voyeurism fetish yeah that's yeah. kind of their thing and so when big things in the marvel universe happen they kind of inexplicably around but nobody really sees them but watching why? but why because they're the watchers but it's, like, it's what they do talking, it's like their purpose yeah, why talking what is their purpose tree or talking raccoon because it's sci-fi marvel shit and it gets weird are they like the historians they're keeping track of everything that happened yeah okay that's what i thought <laughs> i was verifying yeah, exactly and so stanley being kind of a, an arc for that is fun because it explains all his cameos in all the marvel mm -hmm. movies including those not in the cinematic universe yeah they won they referred to was spider-man wasn't it i think it was the end of uh captain america when he's showing yeah up i thought like, oh, they were talking yeah, about because yeah. he's talking about holding the shield yeah mm-hmm but no, I, I liked it a lot. What were some of uh, the things that stuck out to you, John? Oh God, you put me on the spot. I'm putting I you on the spot. I I you came know. in knowing we were going to talk about. Guardians. I know, but now I'm freezing up. I, I mean, you had Baby Groot at the start. It's Baby Groot. That was awesome. Um, I think bringing in Sylvester Stallone and the mm -hmm. original Guardians of the Galaxy lineup. All those characters were the first incarnation of right. Guardians of the Galaxy. Which is obviously going to play into Infinity War, I would imagine. Did you know they were going to have David Bowie play the part that Sloan <gasps> What? Oh, my God. They had him all lined up for it and everything. What? Shut up. No, seriously. James Gunn's talked about it. Oh, my God. <sighs> so he would have been the original Guardian. I love David Bowie. Dude, same. Like, more than anything. It's not a competition. But I'm not saying highlight of my life was seeing David Bowie in 2012. Yeah. Damn. Yeah. So, yeah. Stallone was great, though. He was okay. He was all right. That I felt it was kind of unnecessary. They just kind of threw him into that scene so they could explain why he's going to be in Infinity War. Right. I didn't think it was an arc. No, he didn't. Yeah. He I had an interaction. It, he had an interaction. It was like a footnote. Yeah, it was not. not an... Go ahead. Go ahead. I know. Why don't you go ahead? Yeah, you Mr. has an arc. You describe <laughs> how two minutes on, on the entire movie. We don't have time for me to talk about it. Though. No, no. With let's the, hear about with it. With the exposition, climax, and a resolution. Mm -hmm. How okay. is that accomplished in Sylvester Stallone's like two minutes? Well, I think it definitely helps with the Yondu stuff. I suppose his isn't an arc on its own, but you wouldn't have Yondu's arc without him. So you're right. Yondu's are like, I only felt things for Rocket and Yondu. Everyone else I gave no shits about. I would say that Peter Quill's stuff was the flattest for me. Yeah. Out of all the different Guardians in this movie. Like his stuff was important, but the, the Rocket and Yondu stuff really got to you. Mm -hmm. And even Drax. I really like Drax. I was surprised that he was the most comedic character in this entire film. Well, I think, too, that, because though? Dave Bautista, like, is more comfortable in that role now. Mm -hmm. Because, like, in the first one, he wanted the part so bad that James Gunn was like, I will get you acting lessons. And, like, really got into it. But I think now that he is more comfortable as Drax, like, he was able to do more with it. That makes sense. Yeah. And I don't know if you guys had seen this. That James Gunn said that Groot has no memory. I don't remember. Yeah, Baby Groot. Um, yeah. James Gunn tweeted that um, Baby Groot has does not have old Groot's memories. So old Groot, like, died. <laughs> And now we have new group. And so that's why he's such an asshole, right? Because he's being raised up by these assholes. <laughs> that makes sense. <laughs> because there's a part where Rocket's like, we have to talk to you. We have to talk about your language. <laughs> yeah. 
and considering you know who's who's bringing them up so what were some parts that you did like rebecca uh baby groot <laughs> okay, so, so Danielle, uh, John, and the rest of us, mostly John, have gotten to talk a lot about this movie. Sure. What yeah. were some of your favorite parts of the things that stuck out to you, or did you not like this movie as much? What were I loved this movie, and everybody that's been asking me, I just keep telling them it's my new favorite movie. I loved it. I just sat there and felt like crying the whole time because I was just so happy with everything. Felt <laughs> so like crying. Exp- I did. I oh yeah, a couple times. <laughs> but just from that opening scene of baby Groot and his perspective during a battle and he's dancing around to ELO while all of this insanity is happening in the background. Mm. I loved the stories that everybody got to have and the soundtrack. God damn, it's so good. I keep listening to it. I've been listening to it on repeat for about a week now. I think the my favorite action cinematic sequence in any movie now is Yondu and Rocket taking out everybody on the Ravager oh, ship. Yeah. That was that, that was, was pretty great. cool. Yeah, to come a little bit closer. I think that's my favorite. I don't know. Do you have any other thoughts, Daniel? I just loved it a lot. <laughs> I have nothing else to contribute. Well, and this movie got John to spend $230 on a Sideshow Hot Toy, his first hot toy. That's true. Did you okay. order it like as soon as the movie Literally, was over, I had thing? seen it posted earlier in the day, and I literally walked out of the movie and got on my phone while I was walking to my car and bought it. Click. <laughs> so it's purchase. a group. It's, yeah. It's a ten and a half scale. inch Groot. And you spent two hundred and thirty dollars on that? No, it's a hundred and eighty some a hundred eighty nine. And then some shipping. Bucks. Yeah. You spent a hundred and eighty nine dollars on that? Yeah. Baby Groot. Yep. He's gonna you do you. I'm in love. You do you. It's the cutest <laughs> thing I've ever seen. <laughs> Seriously. It was adorable. Everything he did was fucking gold. That's exciting. Yeah, I'm excited. Well, I don't, I don't have anything else to say as far as Guardians. Um, Do you have anything else in closing? As far as I guess they introduced Adam. Who's Adam? That's the at the very end. The him, the perfect creature. Adam Warlock. I don't, I don't know a ton about him to be honest with you. Like I read the Infinity War comic series. I was never really into outer space Marvel stuff up until like Annihilation was the only thing I've ever really read. As I understand it, he's built to defeat the Guardians, but he ends up becoming one of the Guardians, and he carries an Infinity Stone. He, that's part of his creation, right? Yeah, he has the Soul Stone. I know he's the only character up until very recently that has wielded the Infinity Gauntlet with all the stones. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's that's really all I know about him. Hmm. And the, it seems like Thor is going to play into this universe quite a bit too the guardian stuff do you think i don't i think the next thor movie is going to be very similar to this and kind of totally unrelated to everything going on in the marvel universe i wonder um thor and then infinity is next may i feel like they're gonna use thor to like merge the worlds oh maybe yeah just like that i don't know yeah yeah. <laughs> touch the tips. Yeah, just they're gonna touch the tips. Probably just a little bit, just with yeah. like maybe with Jeff Goldblum's character or something like that. It's just what it looks like. The way the movie looks too looks so similar. But what do you think they're gonna do with Captain Marvel? She's so it's Infinity War, and then after that they're doing Ant Man and the Wasp, then Captain Marvel, then the second part of Avengers. So I imagine she'll be the linchpin that helps turn the tide with whatever happens in the first Avengers. Because she does a lot of space stuff. Yeah. yeah. So. I'm just very concerned. 
I just yeah, want I don't to, think it's just want to know what they're gonna do. Like two years from now. 2019, yeah. Yeah. We're less than a year away from we the got, next Avengers. Because we get another fucking Spider-Man movie before we get Captain Marvel. So there's two Spider-Man movies before Captain Marvel? No, just Homecoming. Like, they pushed back Captain Marvel because Homecoming. Oh, thank God. No, fuck! Because <laughs> I think they've already started the... They're moving the next Spider-Man pretty quick, too. Fuck, of course they no. are. Spider-Man's a sure thing. No, they're thing. not. You're just going to make money no, with I it. No, I think so. the, the second one's already on the docket. Sony has not agreed to a second movie. Hmm? Are you their representative? No, but I just read about this. Mm. They no, they're moving forward. Sony still has the rights. Right. They're doing like Black Hat and Venom. Mm-hmm. I've heard about and that. And they've said we agreed to Homecoming. We agreed to Avengers. We have not signed anything for anything past those two movies. Hmm. Interesting. I'd seen some. I don't have any verification of that, but I'd seen a, a date and some kind of number with the second Spider-Man movie. It might with- be Sony doing the movie then. With how much they've been losing, it wouldn't surprise me if they try to jump back yeah. in the bandwagon somehow. I, I'm sure the whether or not this one does well will dictate that. Maybe they'll push back Captain Marvel again. God. Do another Spider-Man right. before Avengers. Why? Captain Marvel is just like, we're losing all our contracts. Let's just, let's just cram this in here real quick. <laughs> okay, I think with that, uh, we'll wrap up talking about Guardians. This episode has been brought to you by the Bohemian Brewery, located at 94 East, Fort Union Boulevard in Midvale, Utah. Please make sure to like and rate us on iTunes. Be sure to check out our friends through being cool, and we'll catch you guys next week.